This is Smart Politics, and I'm your host, Anthony Arnold. So I would like to thank all of you for making it to the end of this uh, long series. They made it. They made it. Congratulations to you. Congratulations (laughs) and thank you. Uh, I know at times it may have been a, a bit dry. But I did my best Never. to make it interesting. Never. Lies. lies. <laughs> well, I'm trying Never to be dry. modest. I hope it was exciting for you guys. It was awesome. <laughs> I had fun doing it. Um, and as you have guessed, I have brought back Francine for this final episode of the series. Woo-hoo. And I didn't even wait to be introduced. That's no. how excited I am. Like, like, how a great, like a great guest. He just barges in. I know, right? Uninvited. I know. I, I brought a cheese plate. It's all good. I mean, I love cheese. So, so look, for this final episode, as you guys can tell, this one's going to be a little looser. We're just going to do sort of a wrap-up, right? What we've talked about, interesting things that maybe were relevant, but I couldn't quite fit in. Observations Francine may have about any of the episodes. Um, or observations about how what we talked about relates to today because look i mean we saw an attempt in this country the us we saw an attempt on january 6th yeah. we saw recently like brazil had their version of i guess we're going to try a coup and in italy the successor party to to, to mussolini's party has recently re- returned to power in italy yeah they won the election they won the election uh they're they're not outright fascist but well, look, I mean, if the successor party to Mussolini if, returns to power, then you are you do have to, like, it, cock an eyebrow and go, like, okay. Yeah, I don't think this is the welcome p- committee, though. So I'm just Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like... Uh, so what is going on? What is so what's going, going on, on? Is, you know? Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, a lot of stuff I've mentioned is, is relevant again, unfortunately. Yeah. If it wasn't relevant, I wouldn't have recorded a series on it. I wasn't just trying to do histor- you know, historical fun facts. It does relate to what's happening today. Oh, Though no, I do I, love historical fun facts. But. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, there's nothing wrong. You can win Jeopardy with all yeah. this series. You learn yeah, this, I mean, you'll win Jeopardy. Don't quote me on that. But I mean, yeah. there is a reason on the Mussolini episode I, I put that he wrote a romance novel. Like, like, ah. that, like the romance novel has no bearing on anything other than that I yeah, yeah. think it's really funny <laughs> that he wrote a tawdry, hey, illicit he, novel. He's a romance guy. It's a part of him that um, he didn't know. And so, Hitler yeah. painted and Mussolini wrote dirty books. Yeah. So. Wow. There's, they were in the <laughs> What does that say? Art and politics. So, <laughs> if you know any artists in your life who write dirty books, they may be, 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 they they may be a burgeoning fascist. fascist. <laughs> 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 so, Going we away. just... So we, uh, we solved something. I think we solved something. We yeah. solved it. We see the yeah, the, the missing yeah. link. So yeah. Francine. Yes. What are your what are your thoughts on anything that you know? Just what are your thoughts? In in democracies of different flavors, people are willing to give up some of their rights for a, a leader with more of a strong arm that will take more power. And the trade-off is to quote unquote get things done for yep. the people. And then where do we go from here is kind of where what I got from the series. And yeah. the common link seems to be home economics. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, that is true. You know, frustration about your sort of domestic situation. There's a version of this show where I spent some time sort of in the revolutionary, the golden era of revolutions, kind of, right? And I ultimately chose to cut it 
for like time reasons. Um, right, I didn't right, want the right. series to be stretching until like this fall. This could go on. This could be a twenty-part series. <laughs> yeah, so I chose to cut it right? right. But the right. golden era of revolutions, where we get like the French Revolution, the mm -hmm. British. Well, we get like the British, then we get the American, we get the French, we get the Haitian. That's right. South American, like that was all economics driven as well. Mm -hmm. It was all like domestic, the, the failure of domestic, but, like domestic yeah. frustrations, right? Like, right. like they were pissed off in the United States and they were willing to consider going to war with Britain mm -hmm. for it, right? Mm -hmm. The French mm -hmm. were mad. Like we talked about bread lines in the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. Bread. Anyone who knows about the French Revolution was like, yeah, they had a bread problem there too. And look yeah. what happened. Someone yeah. got beheaded. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Right? Like, you know what? No bread, no head. How about no head. that? How about that? Yeah. That's a fair wow. trade. That's a if you don't get bread, we're going to cut off your head. Like, oh, well, that's extreme. But like, it was bread. You know what's <laughs> amazing, though, is that in each of these situations, you realize the power of the masses when they come together right. behind a notion, whether it's a positive or a negative. In this case, very negative, right? Because right. they're coming with all of their, their pains and they don't think leadership is Yes, happening. It's amazing. Yeah. How yes. if someone doesn't fill the void, how things will turn or there yes. will change. Yes. And uh, even though some of the, you know, like they weren't living under a democracy in, in revolutionary France, they weren't living in a democracy in revolutionary America. They saw the same problem of like mm -hmm. unaddressed problems leads to this simmering resentment mm -hmm. that can eventually turn into something explosive and destructive and sometimes it produces something like the american revolution where democracy comes out of it or the french revolution or the haitian revolution right haitians freed themselves from slavery when you talk about those early revolutions you were talking it's like there's more at stake because people were fighting for autonomy of self right as well right, right. they're fighting right. to have the freedom to live the way they want to live right yeah people yearn for that they, they yearn for freedom and they yearn for their problems to be addressed they want that government to address their problems it doesn't matter right. if it's a monarchy or an right. oligarchy or whoever the hell is in charge we want you to do things but this is for the thing. Us. If, if they see the government as the cause of the problem then they want a revolution they want to change right they they want something better right and we even see a little bit of that today right they want something different because they see government as the cause correct. of problems correct and I, I thought that that was interesting how that that thread is all the way through it's just never really gone away it's no. never really gone away they want freedom of self autonomy and then freedom to make the living that they want to make for themselves and their families yes no absolutely so um, this is this is something that could be taken like pay attention leaders or potential yes leaders. Yes, yes. No, if there are any of them out there who are hearing this or any potential ones who are hearing this, like right. the, the, this is a cycle that has repeated itself for centuries now. I imagine it will continue repeating itself long after you and I are dead and gone. Mm -hmm. um, it was here millennium ago in those first episodes where I talk about ancient Greece. It yeah. was there then. And it's always it's been there ever since. There's something unnerving about that answer because it always suggests that the potential to like slide into tyranny will never really go away. But isn't that the criticism of 
the sort of systems that we now have today. Yeah. You know, we, we saw examples of that modern day that you brought out here in America with the Huey P. Long yep. story and yep. how that it's, it's like beautiful tyranny, right? In the sense that right. Right. people have given him the power to be the, the quote unquote tyrant, because some people don't believe he's a tyrant. They believe that he did a lot of he was a force for good. And that's the way he had to operate in order to help the people. So there's that. But that people were willing to overlook things so that people like Huey could rise in power. I said it throughout the series. I think that's normal. So do you because, think because that human the, nature hasn't changed that much? It's not that people have haven't gotten any better or worse. It's just that there are, I think, certain things that are part of us. Part of humanity. I'm just I'm curious though. Do you yeah. think tyranny is somehow necessary to true up a government to to reconnect government to the voices of the needs of the people? I don't think tyranny itself is necessary, no. But there are people who who recognize mm -hmm. these problems. And because they just, like, don't give a damn about the normal rules, mm -hmm. they're willing to call attention to them in a way that I do think is, is necessary. Like, there have to be people who are willing to force the system to pay attention like now I don't want those people to necessarily be in charge. <laughs> they tend to like be kind of tyrannical. Right, right. But I think it is also good. It is good if you have a Huey Long really, really trying to drive home how bad it is for people. There are people in, you know, far away who I think mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. always understand what conditions are like for people. And I think they don't understand what people are willing to consider, right? Like but once you realize, look, the people are willing to consider marching to your capital and, like, killing you, you have to do something. Like, mm -hmm. You cannot just look away from this. So I don't think tyranny is necessary, right? But I do think, yeah, the people who we sort of say have extremist ideologies, sometimes they call attention to things that otherwise might go ignored. And show one of the series, you, you made a statement, and this is a quote, you said, demagogues exploit weakness yes what's the weakness they exploit a weakness of human nature and they exploit a weakness endemic in governments mm -hmm. right they exploit both of them they the, the human nature part is they exploit many parts of human nature they exploit people's pain they exploit people's suffering they exploit people's desire to be a part of something bigger than themselves right mm -hmm. people want to believe that what they are doing matters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right people yeah. want to be parts of things whether that's religious institutions or social institutions we want to we want to believe in something right. bigger than ourselves and demagogues give you something to believe in mm. themselves mm -hmm. i am big enough that you can believe in me they mm. so they exploit this weakness in human not necessarily a weakness human but they exploit the human need to be a part of something and they give people something. And they exploit the weakness in the government, which is that governments are... I have yet to see a government that has not been accused of being unresponsive by somebody. But the difference between demagogues, don't you think, is that they seek powers for themselves, whereas government yeah. is supposed to, at least a democracy, is supposed to seek right. power for the people, like maintain right. the power for the people. Right. And, 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 and But eventually, over time, I think governments have a hard time always making the case that they're working for the people. And mm -hmm. so then your defense is is that well we're working for you, but then if the people no longer feel that's true, well, you don't really have a defense. 
you don't have like a great defense against the tyrant anymore because you know you can be accused of not working for people and mm-hmm. and in some cases it's true and in some cases mm-hmm. the case is overstated so i'll give like a an example i always like to think of if you try to ask people like what does the government do mm-hmm. like name some things the government does people go oh the government doesn't do anything oh they don't do anything and then you look up and like your mail gets delivered every day the u.s postal service is like a miracle like the modern mail system is a miraculous thing it really like, is you look like your package gets sorted and, and mm-hmm. somehow like it gets to you every day your mail they don't mm-hmm. they lose like virtual like a really small percentage of the mail gets lost mm-hmm. or misdelivered considering mm-hmm. the scale of what they do right like, right it's like a miraculous operation that runs six days a week well speaking of taking systems for granted and show two you talk about the athenian court mm-hmm. right and it, you you kind of juxtapose that against kind of yeah our, our our legal system so perhaps it's like people don't understand where we've yeah. grown from yes that i think that's a big part of it um the athenian court system was a mess <laughs> like, like reading it today you go that seems like that couldn't possibly work well i mean at the time, it was like a big advancement. But yeah, looking back, we're like, oh, that seems ridiculous. And I think you're right. We don't appreciate how far we've come. We don't appreciate how far from like the darkest eras of human history we've actually moved. We kind of don't. We this was this always sounds a bit risky to say, but we I think we don't appreciate how good we have it sometimes, which doesn't mean it's perfect now. But it means that like in the scope of human history. Like it's way better, and if it can improve <laughs> from where it began, it can, right. it's, it's 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 acceptable then to assume that it can improve moving forward. Right, right, right? And, um, and that yeah. may not mean it improves in your lifetime, right? Right, like, and that's the kicker. People, that's the kicker. Improvement, like I want right, <laughs> right, and that's where we run into the problem. Is like I don't want you to tell me my great grandkids might have it better than me. I, I want it. I want it myself. Right. So you just mean the next 50 years of my life is going to be this shit? (laughs) But in 150 years, it'll be better? Well, that's ridiculous. I want Mm -hmm. the future to be now. Like, I I don't just want to be the thing someone builds their great world on top of. (laughs) That sucks. But, but. I I get that, though, in some ways. I mean, who doesn't want to be at the party? You know, who doesn't want to be at that celebration? Yeah. And so I think. That's where, that's where these would-be tyrants, these would-be demagogues, these strong men, that's where they live in, in this uncomfortable reality that things right now are not as good as they could be. Right. And they exploit that. They live in your discomfort over that one idea. Things right now are not as good as they could be. And if you let me take over, I promise that they will be. And everything you think you deserve, everything you think you are entitled to, you can have it if you let me be in charge. And who doesn't like being told? Like, if I was you right now, like I said, Francine, all the dreams you have that are unfulfilled, I can fulfill them if you only let me. It's like... It's a seducting offer. I can because we all are unfulfilled on some level, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
you know, even Jeff Bezos has things he wants. Like he's like, I would like to have half of my wealth back that McKinsey took. If nothing else, <laughs> I would like that half of my. I can do something back. with that half. I can do something with that. I can do something. Right, right. I mean, um, so everybody is unfulfilled, and the tyrant promises promises you that you will no longer be unfulfilled. That's why in, in the last episode, I mentioned learning to live with a disappointment is actually, it, it's not just good advice for like general life. It is a, a, a political necessity that we have to learn to live with the ways in which our lives have come up short of what we wanted them to be. Learning how to accept when we don't get our way, like dealing yeah. with that and, and processing that. Otherwise, we make room for something. And that- right. There was a quote that you had, I think it's show three, I'm not sure, but this is what you said. You said, governments aren't just one static thing. It's not just possible, but in the opinion of Socrates, inevitable, that due to human nature, governments will eventually move through all possible stages before yep. the final stage of tyranny arises. If that's the case, are we at the final stage of our democracy's existence? This is one of those like questions that I kind of knew was going to come, but I never <laughs> know how to answer it. So do I think we're in the final stage right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see the conditions necessary, but I have no illusions that like the thing we have now has to last forever mm-hmm. because no, no human-made institution does, yeah. right? Like, And so, yeah, I mean, on, on a long enough scale, I yeah, I think will transition into something that for all intents and purposes will not be what we have. And I don't like, I think the idea that we are done creating new forms of government is silly. That's silly. There's no, there's no rule anywhere that like democracy is the end point and that, ah, you've reached democracy. No, no more evolution will ever mm-hmm. occur. That's mm-hmm. why, like, why would that be the case? I mean, mm. I got into a discussion with someone, and this is unrelated, but I think it is relevant, actually. And we were talking about something else. I won't go into all the details. But what I mentioned was that by the year, it's 2023, and I mentioned that basically by the year 4,000, which I know is like crazy long time away, right? I said, by the year 4,000, right, they will be as far from us as we are from the fall of Babylon, now, like the fall of Babylon, it's just an event so old that, like, I don't know, outside of like historians and weirdos, no one could tell you if the first thing about it. But it's not just like a biblical thing. Like the fall of Babylon did happen. Babylon was a real place, and we are where like it fell. Mm-hmm. And somewhere down the road, they'll be as far from us as we are mm. from Babylon now. The, and who uh, the hell knows what it'll be like then? Right. Right. If you're telling me, do I think that like democracy as it exists now will exist in the year 4000? No. Better options. And we're, and we're assuming that people will still want to have. Right. The free, you know. If, right. If I mean, we, I mean, people may not be on, people may not even be living on Earth <laughs> in like 2000 years. And if you ask me like, like, I don't know, if humanity leaves Earth, that will, I don't know, man, there'll be some political changes that are probably wrought by that. Like the thing huh. of earth itself will probably come with some downstream consequences you know you we just but there are people already having conversations about you know, right politics right. and long-standing earth uh, space stations but anyway right, right. And, 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 well no and, and so as as crazy as this all sounds like yes i do think governments and countries will go through many transitions by the year 
by the year 4,500. We will have gone through many, many, many transitions by then. Some of those may be better and lead to like more democracy and more equality, but some of those will, will, will almost certainly be worse and will lead to like some kind of tyranny or war or civil wars or general breakup of a society like like and so because i do this sort of show and i love this stuff so much by nature like i try to take this really sometimes i take this incredibly long view right and and again i know like like the Babylon stuff is theoretical right and what i was looking at now is i just want to make sure well like the pyramids aren't theoretical like the pyramids were built in 2500 bc like we are closer to the year zero than the year zero (laughs) is to the pyramids pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) the world has changed a lot since the it's been five thousand years not only the world but the way the world governs itself right Right. and they were like smart Right, and there were smart people in their time. And if you had asked those smart people, hey, you guy overseeing the construction of the pyramid in the year 2500, what do you think the world would be like in like 2000? He was like, do you you mean like 2000 BC? No, I mean 2000 AD. He would have had no possible way to guess what the world would be like 5,000 years later. It's unimaginable to him. Well, let's let's do this. Let's try, you know, Brazil... United States seems like almost like a carbon copy of some things right now. We are, I I can't really say the United States has quote unquote survived what we've been through because we're still arguing over what it, what it is. Uh, There's some people who see it just completely differently than other people. Um, But nonetheless, we progress beyond it. The system that we have allows us to progress beyond it. Brazil, do you think they're going to be able to live I this mean, down? I think they will be able to. Look, fortunately, like the people who tried it in Brazil, the people who tried it in the U.S. are like fundamentally idiots. I don't know how else to describe them. These were not well-organized mm-hmm. efforts. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the next ones might be. So, and like, you, you know, to- we have a United, some people in the United States were supporting the yeah. folks who were doing yeah. that. And I think it's, is it Steve Bannon was. Yeah, of- which is unsurprising. Which is it, it entirely should've... unsurprising. Like, well, how does that fascists band not... together at, at, in World War II? The fascists, the fascists don't recognize borders. Right. They're more than happy to support coups in other countries. Like that is that's mm-hmm. what led to Hitler and Mussolini partnering up. But revolutionary, rebellious ideas don't like borders are fake, right? The borders yeah. don't exist in, in like a map. You 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 can't. So like ideas travel across them, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Again, the revolutionary period saw revolutions ricochet across the ocean. Like the American inspires the French, the French inspires the Haitian, these inspire the South American. Ideas ricochet around. So I'm not surprised we have people here who are supporting what they saw in Brazil because they share their ideals of like kind of of like an overthrow of popular government. And that's what they want. We elected a president who, if he could have, would have. I mean, he tried his best. If he could have, he would have succeeded in overthrowing popular government. He failed because their plan was stupid. So you predict the same sort of failure, perhaps, because, you know, it's a different uh, context, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, and how does this affect places far away like uh, Italy? I mean, I think Brazil will fail in part because, like, like Bolsonaro is, like, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like we've seen the recent news, like he's ever since he got was it stabbed ever since he got like stabbed, he's just had like a number of health problems. He seems frankly too infirm to be the leader of like a revolutionary movement. Like he's just he's too infirm for it. Like mm-hmm. I, 
I don't know. I, I don't wish anybody like ill health, but like he does, he is in bad health. Yeah. And, I, you know, I often wonder about that. You know, we had a discussion off air if certain people were to pass away with their movements continue, you know, yeah. so you wonder about that. But as far as the series and talking about where democracy came from and all of the different systems that make a democracy a democracy and, and how it has evolved, partially, yeah. due to its, partially due to its imperfection, of course, but also right. because of you know, who we are now as opposed to who we are then. To, to answer your question directly, though, like, I think the danger in Italy and here and Brazil is that the extremists have gone from outside the house to inside the house. They're always more dangerous inside the house. The only problem you have to worry about is, a, like, look, it sucks that a few thousand people tried to storm the capital or they tried to storm the, the capital of Brazil. That is bad, but you can stop that. The problem becomes, like, what, what do you do when those people are elected into office? Well, we have that as well. And we have that. Brazil, I don't know all the details of Brazilian politics. If they don't have it, I imagine they will. And Italy seems to have definitely <laughs> has a resurgence of like, I don't know, man, you let them back in the house. And once they're in the house, they, they wreak havoc. That's the importance of not to just toot your horn a little bit, but that's the importance of understanding political history. Because, you yeah. know, sometimes I wonder if people have forgotten or maybe they need a taste of, you know, how you go to a buffet and there's yeah. so much stuff on the buffet and you taste something. But you're like, I think I had that. But I had it. And they want to go exactly. back to another taste. <laughs> exactly. You're like, it looks so good. And you try to, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't like this dish. I, I remember now, you know. I remember why I didn't eat this before. <laughs> Then you just sort of shuffle it off. You leave it for the server. You're like, ah, we'll get a second. Plate. This plate is wash. <laughs> like the mac and cheese looks so good, but it turns out right, it ain't right. got no salt in it. Well, I could have seen it in salt so before. Okay. Exactly. It's not seasoned. Right, exactly. Right. I can't tell it's unsalted when I pick it up. It looks good, but it turns out it's nowhere what it looks like it will be. And I think that's what these folks are. They're on this buffet. They're frustrated, or maybe they just want power, power grabs, right? And they're just reaching for stuff that looks good. So look, this is a great, this is actually a really great metaphor because you're right. Like democracies give you a buffet of options. I think sometimes people forget we did try the fascism option before. It went poorly. Mm. We, and that wasn't even the first time that it had been tried. We do occasionally. We're like, yeah, hey, just give me a taste of fascism. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. worked before, but it's always on the menu. It's like it's always on the buffet. So every once in a while, yeah, people come along and like, I don't know. Let me try some of that fascism. Like, no. Put a, put a little of that on my plate. How many times do I have to tell you <laughs> it's bad? But I can't I can't stop you from choosing it. And so, yeah, like occasionally we go through these cycles where people are willing to choose fascism. They're willing to choose tyranny. They're willing to flirt with overthrowing their governments. They're willing to choose these extreme. Yes, right now, these extreme right-wing options in places like Italy. They're willing to choose them. They're willing to roll the dice and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I regret mm-hmm. to inform people in this country, or if anyone listens to this in Brazil or Italy, it won't work for you. It didn't work for Italy with Mussolini. It, it ha- tyranny has never worked for anyone but the tyrant. Right. I promise you this and time, then, it won't be any different. <laughs> and that's the whole point of it. It's like that this person in this role slowly tricks you into giving up, right. soft-talking you into giving up your rights. And then after right. a while, you wake up, and it's all gone right and now you have to deal with their whims exactly exactly 
and you have to deal with their whims and the problems they bring and you learn the lesson and then somewhere down the road your great 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 grandkids are like i don't know let me try it for myself well i like to say to that <laughs> no power no power to the tyrants power to the people right <laughs> and you know we've mentioned this before political history and history in general because i talked about human nature and i want to end the this series and i want to end this this series right in this episode with with like i do think the desire to to try these things as sort of part of human nature, right. right? But we don't have to be bound by the lesser angels of our nature. I study history because history allows me to step outside of the weakness of my nature and learn from people who have tried it. Say, look, by I am bound by my own limitations in the year 2023, but I can learn from people in 1925 and 1928 and 1800 and 500. And by doing so, I am no longer bound by myself, by my own shortcomings. That's why I talk so much about history in this show is because it allows us to be unbound from our own flaws, to learn from people who have tried the dish before and they've <laughs> left notes and they left books and they've left journals and diaries and letters. And they're like, we promise you, we have tried the fascism. Please. It's bad. No matter how you prepare it. <laughs> right. No matter how, it will always be bad for you. And so studying history allows you to learn those lessons and no longer be bound by your own desire to like try it for yourself. No, just accept the historical evidence that the dish is bad and stop trying the dish. Everyone who's tried it says it sucked. There's no way you can prepare it that will make it good. Just accept that they are correct. Right. There's only so many negative stars you can give it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and I wanted to leave on that note because I don't want to be entirely pessimistic. Right. I want to try to instruct people, whether it's learning from this series or learning from a history teacher, if you're you know, still in school or you're listening to this and you're reading, learning from books, the library, just browsing Wikipedia, like mm -hmm. browsing the history stuff on Wikipedia. You can rise above your own nature by studying and learning from those who have come before you. That's how we avoid the trap. That's how we avoid trying the poisonous dish again is by really internalizing the lesson of history. That's how we avoid this. That's, that's actually the only way I think we can avoid this. Well, if that's the lesson, I, I think that's a great place to, to set us all. Yeah, yeah. So, as always, well, first off, thank you, Francine, for being my my thank my you. guest, my collaborator, my partner in crime. Yes. People know she's the boss here at Point. She's the boss lady here at Point Cash. She doesn't like that title. She's also <laughs> one who edits all of my articles. So when you see things that write, she's my editor. She makes me sound brighter and sharper <laughs> and smarter than I am. Uh, she she'll be like, no, Anthony, you're good on your own. That's that's yeah. a lie. Do not listen. Do not listen to the lie she was about to tell. Yeah, I was about. You're easy at it. Trust me. <laughs> see, I, I told you. See, that, see, exactly. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're very, for, very welcome for, for, for joining. Great me. job, thank, Anthony. Great. Thank job. you, and thank all of you for listening, for coming along for joining me on another one of these like long winding journeys where like Anthony, where the hell are you going? Like, like, look, it's a circuitous route, but it is going somewhere. Uh, 
It always is. I always have a, a destination in mind. Yeah. If not an exact path, right. I always right. have the end goal in mind. There you go. That's um, so thank all of you. Um, doing what I do is a is is an honor. Um, I, I work hard at it, but it is something I enjoy doing. I do it. I do it for the love of creating, but I do it because I hope it helps even if it's like a dozen people, I, I, I hope. So I, I appreciate every time one of you like turns in and listens, I appreciate that more than you know. So as always, I encourage you all to continue the discussion on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, like all of our shows here. It's brought to you by LDAC Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and Pointcast News. To listen to any of our podcasts, you can visit our website at pointcast.news or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure you join us next time.